2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
3: Welcome all the uh, the fans from Los Angeles that are listening in this morning. If you wanted to hear us cry, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're that upset. I think we're, you know, I don't think we're that surprised. It didn't take any of us really by surprise. Your local station definitely talking about uh, the Lakers winning the weird in-season cup uh, most of your morning. Doubt they're talking about the Chargers' loss, but they're probably going to spend the majority of their time talking about the Lakers. So you come here.
1: Ravens game was
3: pretty. That Rams Ravens was yeah. great, Benny. But you're going to come here and you want to listen to baseball talk. We got you. So we appreciate you uh, tuning in
1: live from uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I'm sure you're curious about how the Padres are going to respond to the Shohei Otani move. Now you can't. There's no knee-jerk reaction, you know. AJ Preller's not going to go out and sign Yamamoto, Yamamoto, Yamamoto right. and oh, well, we gotta we gotta one up the Dodgers at this point. We can all tell, we can read what's uh, been happening with the Padres that they're not in the market. They didn't even offer Shohei Otani, which doesn't surprise me. But that was officially reported in the Athletic. They did not, after all the work that AJ Preller did the first time around, and all the talk about the Padres, you know. For the last three years, we heard from Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller that you know it seemed like that was a definite possibility to try to go after Shohei Ohtani. They never even bothered making an offer. They knew they weren't in the competition this time around with where they were financially. So you have to do something, though. I was just going over the 40-man. The Potters literally have two outfielders right now on the 40-man roster. That's all you need, right? <laughs> I mean, if they can cover a lot of ground, you got Tatis and Azokar basically out there. Jake Crony, uh,
3: Cronenworth in left field.
1: You can, uh, yeah, you're either converting someone or you're calling someone up for the minors who's not in your 40 man at this point. So you need outfielders desperately. And the one name that has been attached to the pod race fairly consistently this offseason is, uh, the Korean 2022 MVP, the KBO MVP, Jung-Hoo Lee, who, uh, is, there's no guarantee that he's coming to the Padres, even if they are interested. As you pointed out during our break, he is represented by? Scotty Boris. All right. So does that mean that if uh, he gets offered a dollar more by the Giants, that's where he's going? Even though his best friend in the world, Ha Kim, the guy maybe he, uh, he worships more in Chan Ho Park, works for the Padres... Hasan Kim has basically been working with him on a swing change to help his transition to Major League Baseball already. Maybe
3: we stop doing lessons until guys get their, uh, you know, get their uh, contracts. (laughs) I'd be happy to work with you in the cages. Sign on the dotted line, bud, and then we will get after it. The likes of which you've never seen. I love Hasan Kim. Better not be getting this guy prepped up to go play with Bob Melvin's Giants out in center field. Um, I did not know. I did not realize until yesterday that Jung Ho Lee was a Scott Boris. Uh, player. Again, we talked we kind of actually made the joke maybe six weeks ago. If you're the team that Scott Boris
1: speaks highly of, you're not doing a good job. Didn't you see his pun? He's going to bring some K-pop to Major League Baseball? I, he, I, If you're the team that he
3: consistently gets on the horn with and is like, hey... You want another one? And you're like, yeah, yes, sir, I'll take another one. I don't know that you're doing your wallet the best, you know, the best, sir, doing it's doing the most with your money.
1: This is where A.J. Preller, I think, needs to be somewhat disciplined. They have put all their ducks in a row on this potential signing. If this is truly someone they're interested in having replaced, Trent Grisham out in center field now, they put their ducks in a row. For years, they have established themselves with, you know, Korean connections, as I mentioned, Ho Park working for the organization, Ha Sung Kim laying the groundwork to come to the San Diego Padres. They're playing the games in Korea to start the season. What an unbelievable scene would that be for the first two games of the year to have both Ha Sung Kim, Jung Ho Lee going back to the stadium where they played for the Kiwoom Heroes Going up against Shohei Otani, the biggest baseball star in the world, and certainly in Asia, for the first two games. It would be a dream come true for Major League Baseball as they try to expand their footprint across the globe to have that scenario for the first two games in South Korea to start next season. It makes a lot of sense. Now you have to be disciplined if you're A.J. Preller. Don't overbid for him. He's not not a proven commodity. You know, we don't know exactly what he's gonna be able to do, especially his first season. He's something the Padres need for sure, but don't let Scott Boris shake you down and play the Giants against you, play other teams against you to squeeze another twenty million dollars out of you. Put the value on him, make the offer, make him say no, and walk away from the table if if you don't think that it's the right place for you. Yeah. That's that's my that's my advice.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then let's welcome Harrison Bader here to play center field uh, for the San Diego Padres. And I know it's uh, it's tough. You always want the best players that you can get. You also want the best fit for the team. I think he's a great fit for the team. You know, obviously you're going to be reluctant when you read, like I was reading a, a piece that said, yeah, the biggest question mark is how he responds to big league velocity, as most KBO pitchers don't hit 95 uh, plus mile an hour heat. It's something he was working on going into the 2023 season. You just don't get that kind of velocity in the KBO, he said. Uh, they said he's been working on a swing change to make sure he can handle those fastballs. And again, getting some advice and help from his buddy, Hassan Kim. Sure, it's a natural fit, but it ain't show friends. It ain't show friends. It's show business. That's where he will go. It's nice to play with your buddy. But it ain't show friends, man. It's show business. And he'll go where who gives him the best offer for him. Uh, And I know that now with Otani being off the block, the three or four teams that were interested in actually making him an offer and going after him, well, now they're going to have to pivot. They're going to have to pivot to a Cody Bellinger. They're going to have to pivot to a Jung Ho Lee. It's going to drive... Uh, the market up a little bit for those guys and and they're in demand and that's how it works so um i you know what is an over what is an overpay for a guy with zero major league baseball at bats That's a it's a good question you know what is a dollar is that an overpay i have no idea i know what i've seen of this guy i know what i've read of this guy um and you know but are you going to spend 90 million dollars on I, I
1: think the difference is you can dream on jung ho lee coming to major league baseball and you know, turning into a star. You can't dream on Harrison Bader surprising everybody no. and being a star factor in baseball. No, Hassan Kim can't. has been a a very pleasant, uh, to me, a bit of a surprise in how good he has turned into. Based on what we saw when he first got here, you weren't even sure if he'd stick in the big leagues. You really weren't, man. And now he's a guy who got MVP votes last season. Yep. That's a unqualified success story for the San Diego Padres. Doesn't mean Jung Ho Lee is going to be the same way but they have established at least a a track record and a path to get to where they want Jung, Jung Ho Lee to get if if they do sign him. No question. Need a contestant for Take on Woods, call us now, uh 833 288 Qualifying listeners for trip to Vegas, uh steakhouse dinner, Barry Manilow tickets, what a Vegas <sighs> experience that would be. But you got to call, you got to play, you got to take on Woods. 833 288 The uh the other names though that are in the outfield are not uh it's not a huge market out there right now for outfielders, and the Padres they need two of them essentially, and they also still need pitching. They need obviously, you know, bullpen help at this point. So you can't overspend. Yeah, they've got what, you know, now forty forty five million dollars to spend in the free agent market possibly here, but you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You still have to spread it around a little bit and it, and address some of your other needs because you can't just sign jung hu lee and say yeah all right we've done what we needed because you haven't there's bullpen slots to be filled there's another starting rotation spot to be filled and whether that's through a trade or through free agency it's going to cost some money for the kind of players that you're going to want to put in those in those spots for you in 2024 no question no question about it all Mm. right i see people calling in let's get to it it is time for the first game of the week let's take on woods it's time for Take On Woods. Take on Woods. Take on Woods. All right, uh, is this uh, Todd on the line? Todd, good morning. Welcome to Take On Woods. How are you? Hey, good morning, man. Good. Right. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Have you played before? Uh, I have not. Got this is my first time. First timer. I'll right. go through the rules like quickly it. to start the week. Uh, Woods has left the studio. He doesn't hear this part of the game. You go first. Five questions of musical trivia. And then Woods comes back. Same five questions. If you beat or tie him, we will put you into the grand prize drawing for the two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas, dinner at Edge Steakhouse, and two tickets to Barry Manilow at the International Theater. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. But let's just win them right here and to give you a bit of advantage because woods is very good at this we'll give you the category and the selection to start so here are your choices todd we've got opposites attract five song titles with a pair of opposites in well we're waiting uh that's the word waiting is the key and all the answers there and our new category is called you punk it's actually submitted by tier one carl now this to me, if you don't know punk, don't pick it because this is one of the tougher ones. I I didn't write it, so but if you know punk music, this would be a perfect category for you. So those three are your choices. Opposites attract. Well, we're waiting. Or you punk? What would you like to play, Todd? Uh, let's try. Well, we're waiting. Well, we're waiting. That's my best Judge Smails for you. 60 seconds to get as many as you can. If you don't know an answer, Todd, say pass. We can come back to it if there's time left on the clock at the end. Our first question is the two-second song. Polly is going to play a short clip. You need to give me the title of the song with the word waiting in it and the artist to score that point. You got it? Got it. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Category. Well, we're waiting, Todd. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on Woods. A partner waiting for a girl like you. Correct. It's the hardest part in a 1981 hit by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. A pass. Which 1989 number one hit did Richard Marks write as a love letter to his wife? right here waiting correct Jack Johnson asks must I always be playing playing the fool in which 2005 song from his in between dreams album past John Mayer won a Grammy award for which 2006 lament to his generations inaction in the face of global events
0: uh, I knew this one uh, past
1: alright it's the hardest part in a 1981 hit by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Hardest part. Uh, the hardest part is waiting the waiting yes jack johnson mm. has oh. <laughs> good oh. job there on top the waiting is the hardest part that's a category assist for sure there you got three right uh waiting for a girl like you by 400 the waiting and right here waiting jack johnson was sitting waiting wishing and john mayer is waiting on the world to change but three is not bad here especially with woods not getting the category so todd stay on the line we'll need your information if you do pull it out woods comes back completely in the dark what were you doing out there just your normal stuff? Yeah, just looking at Twitter. See yeah. if the Dodgers signed Snell and well, Yamamoto. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. All right, 60 seconds on the doing? clock. You do with probably that, but I just always was curious what you do out there when you're gone. We don't see you. No. You're out there. I'm just playing on my phone. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Todd. I've been waiting for a girl like you, Foreigner. Correct. It's the hardest part in a 1981 hit by Tom Petty. Waiting. Correct. Which 1989 number one hit did Richard Marks write as a love letter to his wife? Right here, Waiting for You. Correct. Jack Johnson asks, must I always be playing, Playing the Fool? In which 2005 song from his In Between Dreams album? I know the song. I don't know the name. Uh, It's...
3: Waiting, waiting on you?
1: Incorrect. John ah. Mayer won a Grammy Award for which 2006 lament to his generation's inaction in the face of global events. Waiting on the world to change. Oh, and that's the winner, 4-3. Oh. Wow, good game, Todd. Ooh. Well played, but not enough to take down Woods today. Damn, Please, dude. give it another try, though. You were a... Outstanding candid- or a contestant in the Well, We're Waiting category well, today. Well, it was waiting. Sitting, Waiting, Wishing was the uh, title of the Jack Johnson wow. song that you knew. You didn't know the title, but Four is good enough to pull it off. Whew. Well done. I like that Foreigner song. I no, do, too. Oh, I've come on. We've oh had this discussion God, before. Foreigner may good be chance. one of the more underrated bands Urgent, of all time.
3: Hot-blooded. I mean, uh, bro, Foreigner is amazing. Jukebox Hero. Jukebox it's Hero incredible. is incredible. <laughs> Urgent just killed. Urgent me. is so, so good. good. Hot blooded. So good. It's creepy. Hot blooded is though. very creepy, but it's very
1: good. All right, we'll come back with a new category tomorrow. With I want to know chance.
3: what you're doing after the show, is what he says. I th- and I think he's talking to an underage girl. It just, the the lyrics make it sound that way. But the 80s were way different. Yeah. Well, 70s,
1: Kenny. 70s. I mean, super free. You know. She's I'm into the band. What, what can like we say? You. It's every decade has its own creepy songs. That definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back. I want to. Uh, it's the holiday season. Let's do all do do this today instead of don't all, do this. all of them. Well, where are we putting Ken Rosenthal? All right. All right. <laughs> if you want to put Ken Rosenthal and don't do this, I can put your beloved seals and don't do this as well. Mm. We just I have an abundance of doo-doo this is that we can get to but we can just sprinkle them, we'll throughout, sprinkle the show. them throughout the show <laughs> that's fine we'll get to that coming up next with Ben and Woods after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan
4: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Don't do this.
1: It's time for Don't do not Going to tell everybody about our uh, holiday extravaganza in just a moment, but we'll make that part of the do-do this. We'll start, though, Woodsy, with don't do this for a Monday morning, and you've got... uh but you got at least one baseball insider in particular in your crosshairs. You
3: know, and really there, I'm kind of lumping them all together based on Verducci's, uh, you know, just kind of unnecessary, gratuitous shot last week at the San Diego Padres and how they should just fold up the tents, call it a day, um, Dodgers are going to run away with everything. I mean, we, we've heard that song and dance many, many years. Uh, now, Ken Rosenthal then, I knew it was coming. I didn't want to see it, but I knew it was going to be there. Shohei Otani... This is good for baseball. Signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $700 million. And when you couch your, your article with, um, listen, fans of the game, fans of teams in the game's smallest, smallest markets will want to hear it even less. But Otani's choice of the Dodgers who play in the nation's second largest media market only enhances his stature and that of his sport. So I can remember last year when the San Diego Padres were spending money. Um, I didn't see any of these this-is-good-for-baseball tweets or articles. Um, Because it's not. I did see and hear a lot of, you know, worry. And, and, you know, we had a little text thread about it yesterday, uh, the three of us and Adam. And I'm not mad. Like, how could I possibly be mad at a team for spending money? That's my whole—that's my pulpit here. I want— teams to spend money i am furious at owners that take revenue sharing money and shove it in their pockets i think it's absurd that they do it but to say to just a year later that well this is this is good for baseball and what i don't i didn't mean bad for baseball but what they're doing that should have been lauded as well and i don't remember Mm. many people lauding A team
1: that went for it. You seem to have a different definition of what is good for baseball than other people. Probably. I think national writers, the definition of what's good for baseball, is it good for the Dodgers or Yankees or maybe Mets, then it's good for baseball. Correct. If it's good for any of the other teams, then it's bad for the Dodgers, Yankees, and Mets. It's bad for baseball. Correct. We just saw Record low ratings in a World Series that was Diamond Banks-Astros. So I guess it would be good for baseball if the Dodgers and Yankees were in the World Series. Thus, Soto to the Yankees and Otani to the Dodgers is good for baseball. Now, I have a very different definition of what I think is good for baseball. I like it when small market teams stop Spending $40 million on their franchises and give fans a reason to cheer and make more competitive games throughout the season and make the product more compelling top to bottom. But there are some people who think the only thing that can be good for baseball is if the biggest media markets succeed and thrive every year and the rest of the teams are simply schedule fodder that are brought in as you know sacrificial lambs to face the Dodgers and Yankees until their ultimate conclusion when they meet each other in the World Series and we haven't had that in a very long it's been a time a long long time which is um, is annoying to some baseball writers it bugs them it bugs them
3: tremendously um, you know for me who loves I love I love any World Series I do and I'm not saying that would be a bad World Series it'd be a that'd be a badass World Series that being said, Let's let the chips fall where they may. Let's make sure that you know there's a lot of, of of inequality in baseball, and I think there always has been the haves and the have-nots. And to have so many teams floundering uh, after their TV deals collapse, but to have certain teams going ours is fine. We're going to make you know twenty billion dollars on a TV deal. That's a little bit tough to stomach. I think for a lot of a lot of fans, I don't want it to. It's not going to uh, dissuade my love of the game. I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I know many people like my grandfather at one point was like I can't with these salaries I'm done I'm like all right I get it I, I I don't think that'll ever be me. I'm not saying it I'm not saying there's not a possibility but I don't think that'll ever be me I love the game too much and I've we've seen enough you know that that spending the most money doesn't always
1: guarantee you anything. All right, I'm going to go with a more innocuous don't-do-this-for-a-Monday-Morning. Um, watched your uh, San Diego Seals on Saturday night pull out a, a terrific, what, 12-9 victory over yep. the Calgary Roughnecks. Um, is it Roughnecks? That's there. It is. It is. Uh, great third-period comeback in which they scored two shorthanded goals... Chippy, baby. ...during a five-minute major penalty that was somewhat questionable. Looked like it was just it kind was. of an accident. A flop. And a flop. But they got five minutes, and uh, the... The lacrosse gods punished them by giving them uh, no goals during their five minutes and the Seals two goals and turning the entire game in the direction of the Seals. But the don't do this actually goes to the... Your Seals social media team. So Woodsy after the game posts a great picture of him with Brett Michaels from Poison saying Seals with a dub, we got to visit with Brett Michaels. Definitely not my worst night. Could not have been cooler. And you got the hang loose sign because Brett Michaels is doing the hang loose No, it's the
3: rock horns. Rock horns, <laughs> yeah. is
1: that what it is? And not hell, that's it's the it's not the it's not the pinky finger, it's the four the fourth the ring finger yeah. is up. No no. I can
3: Dangerously know. close to hook 'em horns.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Can I do that without holding right. my finger down? I I may right. I may, I may be incapable of horns. that. Uh, but you do it backwards, I think. But then the SEALs responded to your tweet <laughs> by saying, Thanks for coming. Go SEALs. As yeah. though you were simply a fan <laughs> who came to the game, bought a ticket, ran into Brett Michaels, <laughs> got a picture, and had an enjoyable night. And not that you've worked for them for all five seasons, and you're the public address announcer and part of their organization. There was a real, um, you know that commercial where the guy is going through security, and the TSA agent says, have a good trip, and he goes, oh, you too. And then they make fun of him because right. she's not going on the trip. A real have a good trip vibe to that tweet by the Seals. After so the game. You Enjoy it. your meal. Thanks, you too. I saw it. <laughs> uh, my friends jumped on it immediately.
3: Immediately. And started roasting me, essentially <laughs> roasting them, but it was really roasting me. I immediately tweeted back the Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. Yeah, I've been there. I haven't missed a game. I've been the PA announcer since year one. Now, like everything, there's turnover. I don't know who the new social mer- media person is. She clearly doesn't know that I'm a part of the team. Uh, that wouldn't. That wouldn't. I was hoping um, that you wouldn't find this, but I figure I might. Like- I figure I might as well just bury myself now. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> so there was no one in that arena. No one. That was more excited to meet Brett Michaels than me. No one. So I looked at, I posted a picture of us on Instagram, on Twitter. I was so happy. So I then noticed he posted some stuff from the arena. And he's got a team that does it. But then they quoted him in it. Are you ready for the quote? Michaels states, not only is Drew Brees an incredible quarterback and an athlete, but more importantly, a great father and one of the coolest people I've ever met. Simply put, Drew Brees rocks. Michaels continues, but most important, as a father, the family, and I could not be prouder to support Rain as a hardworking and dedicated sign-led reporter, along with Melissa May, who's our in-game takes her to the wireless room, and the booth commentators, Cooper Perkins and Nick Osello. For the opening game of the season. The Seals fan base was wild and rowdy, and the party and big win were awesome. Congratulations to the San Diego Seals on their hard-fought victory. He he mentioned everyone but me. Mm -hmm. Melissa and Cooper and Nick and his daughter, and I was left standing out in the cold, singing every rose has its thorn by myself. (laughs) By myself. I don't care. I was so happy to meet him. But I don't know that anyone there knows I exist after five years. <laughs> you're turning into me, and I'm turning yeah, into pretty you. Much. This is weird. This is very, very Very weird.
1: strange. Oh, man. I'd like to see, like, Fernando after the game post. Great dub. Thanks for coming out. And the Thanks. Potter is right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to the game today.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, guess what? I'll be there next game, too. And the game after that. <laughs> you got me. You got me. They really did think I was a fan. <laughs> That just showed up to a game mm. and met Brett Michaels. No, no, I was the guy screaming, giving it all my hunt I was pouring sweat, getting the crowd hyped to go out and win that game. Man. It hurts, man. Yeah. There's only so many of those you can take.
1: What are we doing here? Yeah, we're going to thank some tier ones. All right, go ahead.
4: D-D-Mega-Doo-Doo.
1: A do-do this. You know we have our uh, holiday extravaganza coming up next Wednesday, and part of the annual tradition now is giving out gift cards to help people in need, uh, families in need in San Diego, buy some extra gifts for the holidays, and we've upped it this year. We've got $1,000 gift cards to give away, and we have some great sponsors who have donated those $1,000 gift cards. Padilla Law Group, San Diego's father-son injury law firm. Visit PadillaLawGroup.com. The San Diego Seals. Get your tickets now at SealsLax.com. Thanks for coming, Woods. Yeah. Swami's Cafe, a spot to Straight dine in unwind. Check them out, guys. And 7 Mile Casino, just seven minutes from downtown. I'll tell you how you can get your uh, nominations in in a second, but this was amazing. I saw, so apparently uh, we have a Discord chat mm-hmm. for the Tier 1s Of First, you learned about it yesterday. I was not aware of our Discord room. Shocker. actually
3: had some uh, people wanting to bet me if you knew we had a Discord. I did not and know we I said, had there's a no way.
1: Uh, but apparently there's a lot of accord in the Discord because Tier 1s have come together and they are working... To raise another thousand dollars just from donations to give another gift card to a family in need uh, on our holiday extravaganza next Wednesday, which floored me, absolutely blew my mind. Touched we have so such much, an man. unbelievable listener base of tier ones that they would take it upon themselves to contribute to the uh, holiday extravaganza. It's amazing, uh, we got a. Early count right now, our buddy Robert just put in the chat. Let me put it up there. They just hit six hundred bucks already. Amazing!
3: Uh, they announced it last night. They've been working on it over the weekend, and we're already at
1: six hundred. So that's we. They have until Friday, and that's when we have to get everything our, our ducks in a row. But that's four hundred dollars. The rest of the week is all they needed to do, raise from the rest of the tier ones to get another thousand dollar gift card in there. That is absolutely amazing. If you want to nominate a family that you know that had a tough year and. Pre- Use some extra holiday spending uh, cash in form of a gift card. You can go to our website, 97.3, the fan, SD slash holiday, write it in there, and then you'll hear on next Wednesday, we call families and we surprise them with the news and give out those $1,000 gift cards, courtesy of our great sponsors and now our great tier ones as well. Couldn't be a better do-do this than that during the holiday Thank season. you guys so
3: much for that, too. That is just incredible uh, for organizing that and and doing that and giving. I know it's hard to give. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. You blew me away. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Do you uh, want to call us with anything you've heard uh, react to the Otani I signing? Look at the rundown. Oh, we've got Casey Stern coming up next. I am bad this at this. This is like message. four days in a row. Like I am bad at the guests coming he, up. All right, we'll talk like, to Casey Stern coming up I, next. I, I understand
2: we're doing this. You would think he's us? got
3: a, a, a
1: golf trip today. Or I don't. Man. I don't. Uh, Casey Stern, one of our great friends, smart baseball guy, host of the Unfiltered Podcast. He will join us next, and then we can talk with the Tier 1s after that right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Now the signal's
3: still getting all mixed up We're always doing damage control But in the middle of the night
1: I worry, it's blurry even without lie. In the middle of the night I worry, it's blurry even without
4: lie. Okay, picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you
1: The Titans-Dolphins game for you tonight. Coverage beginning at 4.30 here on 97.3 The Fan and on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Then it's uh, Chargers-Raiders Thursday Night Football. There's actually two Monday Night Football games tonight. Oh, You get your choice. I think ESPN has Titans-Dolphins and then Packers-Giants is on ABC tonight. And all even with some playoff implications. Packers are... Uh, currently holding the last wild card spot in the NFC after a wild NFL weekend, we'll get to some NFL talking a we'll little get
3: to bit. The NFL, you guys get your Venmos uh, ready to go.
1: But right now, oh yeah, Paulie's got his <sighs> survi- another Survivor <laughs> win, didn't he? Adam lost. Paulie, su- had the giant or had the 49ers, and All right, let's you get to again. our
3: guest. For the love of God! All right, what uh, is happening?
1: We will have Casey Stern standing Forgotten by. Forgot how to
3: do radio on the show
1: in the last week. I got God. this is part of radio. I got to I got to read a liner about our NFL game here. I'm so sorry, Casey. Casey's going to join us right after this check of traffic. on uh, 97.3 The Fan. We've got Casey Stern on the line, host of the Unfiltered <laughs> podcast. I'm sure he wouldn't mind if we wanted to just chat amongst ourselves about the Bronny James return for the so UFC Trophies yesterday. Yeah. Or uh, perhaps you want to talk about the San Diego Sockers with the big road win yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, Casey, to make you wait. My apologies. Oh Lord. Yeah, that's all right, boys. I'm a
0: New York Giants fan, so it's a nice reminder when you mention them just how crappy their season's been. How you guys doing, okay? They're back
1: in the playoff hunt. Yep, Come on, are. if they win, they're right back oh, in yeah. it tonight. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah the world of mediocrity. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy DeVito. I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, if, you, if, if you're... The good news is if you lose on any bets or wagers, I know a guy who just made 700 mil who probably could loan everybody a few bucks. You
3: know, Case, and you and I were in lockstep on this uh, Shohei to the Dodgers thing. I did not buy one second of Morosi's stuff on, on Friday. I've always felt it. I've been saying it for a year. He's a Dodger. We all know he's going to be a Dodger, man. And, and that's a lot of money, certainly. But I, I got to tell you, I spent my weekend kind of combing um, every article I could find, I was looking for one person that said, this is a terrible deal. I really couldn't find it. I found one guy that was, Will Leach, I think was the only guy that said, yeah, I don't know that I would have given him that much money. But other than that, man, rave, rave reviews. There's one
0: person who could do what he can do that has ever lived. And think about in the grand scheme beyond when you could ever say that. And you can say that here, in this case, and he's one of one, and that's how he got paid. And when you're sitting there and you're the Toronto Blue Jays and some of these other teams, to your point on the Dodgers, you're in there to just give a sniff enough to the Dodgers that there's somehow a possibility he'll go elsewhere to bump that money as much as possible. But part of this is, you know, guys, we all thought that there would be an opt-out in this deal. So part of why he's making so much money in addition to who he is is the fact that he is saying, hey, look, I'm guaranteed I'm going to be with you during this entire time period. I'm not going to opt out after a year or two once I'm pitching again to go put myself back out of the market. Yeah. So if you give me all of these dollars after this injury, I will then do a service to you and say I'm never going to leave. And that's how we got here at this $700 million deal, including, of course, all the deferred money, which allows the Dodgers luxury tax and, and whatnot to be in a situation that they can build a competitive championship-caliber team Every year during this decade,
1: Casey, let's go back in time, and I, I don't know if the Dodgers will, will ever fully admit it, but they were playing the long game, right? Last year, when they essentially signed no free, big free agents, you know, let Trey Turner go, didn't replace him, didn't have anyone for you know Gavin Lux's replacement when he got injured, they were always trying to get under the luxury tax to save the money, to gear up to su- you know, to send Shohei Otani an offer that he could not refuse this off
0: There is absolutely no doubt about it. And I would even compound not just Trey Turner, but Justin Turner, who even at his age, you think about what he had meant to them. You think about the fact that they had taken flyers and looked some work when you think of Jason Hayward, but they were doing non-Dodger-like things. And in a situation like, as you guys know, certainly first and foremost, in San Diego, where the Padres had become big-time competition, you would think it would have made the Dodgers ramp up even more, push the pedal down even further financially, but instead they stepped back because they knew what we all knew. Sometimes common sense wins out. He's already in the area, loves the area, is comfortable. He, with any other team outside of the Atlanta Braves, I would argue, we're not going to be a better rosterer team than he would be with the Dodgers. Hollywood and all the money that he makes off the field and can, because I've always said this, in baseball, it is hard to kind of transcend and go beyond the sport. You're in a baseball box. That's why we had an NFC Championship game with the Eagles years ago. Got a lower third on Mike Trout coming off an MVP season. To tell football fans who the heck the guy is, everyone knows, regardless of whether they like baseball or not, who Otani is. So the money he'll make off the field, being in Hollywood with the Dodgers, what they do on the field, it always made too much sense for both. And absolutely, the Dodgers positioned themselves to make this kind of an offer, and it worked.
3: Talking to our pal Casey Stern, host of the Unfiltered Podcast, one of our favorite guests of all time, smart, smart baseball man. All right, so we know the good. We know the good that he can bring. He is a total unicorn, like you said, one of one. What are the potential, other than, you know, catastrophic injury, which nobody wants to see. I don't care what uh, team you're a fan of. Nobody wants to see that. What are the potential pitfalls uh, of a deal like this?
0: I I don't have many. I mean, the one that you you, you inferred in terms of the injury, I mean, to me, The biggest pitfall of all is that you get a guy who predominantly is Shohei Ohtani, the hitter, and we don't ever, for whatever reason, get to the level of where they're putting him out there in a doubleheader, he's pitching one game, hitting home runs in both, and all those crazy unconscious things that he was doing for the Angels who clearly didn't care enough or know because they fumbled the biggest bag ever again. It is the worst handling in a trade deadline in, forget the 20 years I'm covering this, in the history of Major League Baseball to get nothing for this player. But outside of the fact that he cannot pitch at the highest level or as frequently as he was, I don't really see any pitfalls because what he's going to do for them financially on a business sense is something we never talk about. And the Dodgers certainly make clearly tons of money. Mookie Betts and and Freddie Freeman and all the winning and all the Walker Buehlers and all of that is going to bring you plenty of cash. But what Shohei brings is totally different. And on the business end, the Dodgers will make so much money back off this deal something nobody will talk about, that there really are no pitfalls outside of him not being able to be that unicorn because he can't pitch consistently.
3: Would it have been the same? I mean, if the Cubs had had scraped it together and put together the offer, you know, um, because it, the way you're looking the way you're making it sound, and I think you're you're absolutely right, because I've heard it from baseball people as well is. You get this guy, he's a money-printing factory, every team he could do this for. Does it have to be Hollywood? Does it have to be New York? Were those really, and I know he, he, I guess, expressed interest or disinterest in playing uh, in New York, Want to stay on the West Coast. What if the Mariners had cobbled it together? Is he still going to do for that franchise what he would do for L.A.?
0: I don't think it's the same because it's just not the same market in the same area. When we're talking about market in this case, We're not talking about market necessarily in sports market. We're talking about Hollywood, with no offense to people who have actually been to Anaheim and know they should never be called the Los Angeles Angels because the amount of time you spend on that five freeway, forget about it. You could be there for hours. So I I think, you know, to me, because of the area, guys, that it is and because he is really a star that's beyond any star we've seen. And I go back to Mike Trout because, to me, of all the statistics and all the money that we can float on how much he's going to make per second, there is no statistic that is more damning and harder to understand if you go to the consciousness of reality of where we were two, three years ago than if I ever would have told you watching Mike Trout when he got that $426 million deal that there would be any player alive ever who would be making, and let alone a teammate of his, a former teammate, <laughs> during the same time period, making $300 million more for two less years. That is. Crazy! You would have never thought there would be a player who would be worth $30 million more total in a deal. Yeah. He's getting $300 million nearly total for two less years. That's the kind of thing he brings. And to me, it was always the Dodgers. I feel bad that the Jays got used. I feel bad that the guy from Shark Tank was on the plane instead. <laughs> but at that the guy, end of the day, this was... This was always a Dodger thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that we sat there and we went through all of that and we've got writer-on-writer writer crime now with Bob Nightingale and J.P. Morosi, two guys I like personally and respect, I mean, that to me is a whole different story. But at the end of the day, it was just diverting everybody from the inevitability. Otani was always, always going to be a Dodger.
1: I do disagree with you on one point, uh, Casey, respectfully. I think I yeah, think a bigger impact financially on a team like the Giants. The Dodgers are already a mega brand and will continue to be a mega brand, but they can't really sell any more tickets. They can't increase their TV deal. It's already locked in and absolutely huge. Sure. They will add, you know, jersey sales and marketing across as any other team would. I, I think the Giants would have been the game changer. I mean, we saw, I mean, for a team that's won three World Series in the last four, 13 years, still a fairly low-profile team. Yeah. saw so what happened to the Golden State Warriors when they jumped up, went to the Bay Area? They're now a huge NBA brand. They weren't. I feel like the Giants have the most to gain from a signing like that, and, uh, and they probably are the biggest losers so far this offseason.
0: Well, I would say this, and, and look, I, I do agree with you. Let's kind of – the dichotomy of the two different points. I think in terms of for the team, yeah, the Cubs needed him more they than the Dodgers. Yeah. You could say, going back to the New York teams – if they were involved, the Mariners, certainly the Jays, anybody else, I'm saying that for Otani himself, I think the value was clearly there yeah. more than anywhere else for him to be in LA because of the money he'll make. But yeah, at the end of the day, look, if the Dodgers don't get Otani, they put money into it, either They go get Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery and whoever, and add a couple of pieces, bring Bellinger back, who knows, whatever. And they still got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, and they're still right there. And they are on how many division titles now. I think clearly, for the Chicago Cubs, to me, though, would have been the biggest. They just spent $40 million on Craig Council. Whether it's an overpay or not, he's one of the best managers in the game, and I don't think anybody can dispute that. They're the Chicago Cubs. They had a good season, became more relevant, but what they would do to restamp themselves on the map and to put that city as a baseball city again and all those different things that they could have done in one foul swoop For me, in that term, in terms of what team would have had the most gain, I would put the Chicago Cubs. But for Otani, personally, this should have always been the Dodgers, and it always made the most sense for him on and off the field to stay in L.A.
1: Talking to Casey Stern, host of the Unfiltered uh, podcast, and one last question for me. Does Major League Baseball have to immediately now address and clarify the deferred money, the impact on the competitive balance tax, the luxury tax? and what the dodgers are doing to essentially circumvent it so they still have you know the cash to sign other players and pitchers while paying shohei ohtani 70 million dollars a year whether it's now or later but only going to get charged about 40 million for it under the cbt
0: yeah i think in in hindsight there's nothing they could do obviously to change it and they can't say boo about what has been done but if they want to present this as something that they want to change moving forward so teams cannot do this because we've seen deferred money, I'll go back to the Scherzer deal was the first time when it was, I think it was $210 million total, but a lot of deferred money at that time when he signed with the Nationals, with Scott Boris, and there have been a lot since, then there's something that they can do. But at the end of the day, we need to realize there aren't any other Otanis coming. There's no other person that's coming that's going to be in this range. So he's such an outlier that I don't know necessarily that we're going to see anybody else who would put them in this kind of position in terms of the league.
3: Interesting stuff, man. I mean, I know they created a rule for Steve Cohen after when he after he went nuts, a whole new bracket. And uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. It was certainly an interesting weekend, but uh, not a, not a real surprising one, Case. We thank you for your time. Happy holidays, man. Uh, best to you and yours.
0: Anytime, boys. Be well and uh, hug, a, hug a Blue Jays fan if you see
3: him. My goodness, <laughs> thank I you, Casey. I don't know any Blue Jays. I, do. I know one. I, I know one. I bet he's very upset.
1: He's Canadian. He was sure when I saw him this weekend that the Blue Jays were going to get Otani. He's probably very bummed right now. That's a
3: bad feeling, man. Yeah. JP Morosi is probably not too welcome in in Canada.
1: A little uh, tweet here from Alton Gonzalez. Uh, sources the Yankees are sending shortstop prospect Trey Sweeney to the Dodgers in exchange for left-handed relief pitcher Victor Gonzalez and second baseman, third baseman Yorvit Vivas. This clears two 40-man roster spots to make room for Shohei Ohtani and Joe Kelly. Okay. So, so now maybe the imminent. Dodgers can uh, can announce it and have the press conference. I think they should do a try press conference. Ohtani, Joe Kelly, and and Nabil Matt, who also signed with the Dodgers over the weekend, just have mm. the three of them up there all together on a on a, at a table answering questions from the media. I wonder how many Nabil would get in that scenario. Probably zero. <laughs>
3: <laughs> probably. I mean, Good for Nabil. Happy for Nabil.
1: Are you? Yeah, it's back in the big leagues, or at least uh, I made a minor league invitation. I think not a full. Big league roster spot for Nabil Chris Matz. I mean, if you're the Padres, you're probably happy that he's on that team to come out of the bullpen.
3: He's not an overpowering guy, a great guy. He's not a guy, great, guy, not great, great guy. guy. But he's not a guy that you're like, oh God, I got to gear it of You're not up. terrified. No, no, yeah. you're, Joe yep. Kelly drives he's, me crazy. He drives me nuts. Yeah, drives drives absolutely crazy why does he
1: keep going back to the Dodgers? i don't understand he's on the right team
3: he's (laughs) on the right team Uh, i love case man case is the best uh appreciate that him jumping on with us this morning and yeah man it is uh it is certainly like nothing we've ever seen that deal over the weekend and again you know based on uh based on this i guess recent move clearing these spots assuming the dodgers will announce sometime today
1: uh, can you break out your uh, Patrick Mahomes frog voice for me sometime? I, I'm
3: so tired of these raps. I can't <laughs> cross my throat.
1: Up here. I love that one. Um, I, everyone is piling on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs yeah, for what like happened yesterday. He looked like an absolute baby throwing a he temper did.
3: tantrum. He did. He looked like a baby. So I guess my, you can't spin
1: that. I guess I got an unpopular take coming up next with Ben and Woods. On San Diego's number one sports station. Two hours to go here on a Monday on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?